Let's imagine you have $1,000 in the bank and you want to invest that money so it compounds and grows over time. Now, where would you put that money? Well, you could invest in bonds, in stocks, real estate, crypto, gold. There are so many different options. So how would you assess where to put your money in? Well, you would look at two simple things. First, where's the highest upside? Where can I gain the most? And then the second thing you'd look is, okay, where do I have the lowest risk? You want to have a high upside with low risk, ideally. So that's how you see and look at investments. And different people have different preferences. Some people, they're much more okay with taking a high risk if it gives them a high return. Other people, they want to be a little bit more safe. They want lower risks for a safe return. The more risk you bear, the more returns you get most often. Now, when it comes to investing, there's also the concept of differentiation. Like you buy many different asset classes and you lower your risk because you're exposed to all different kinds of asset classes. But in life, it typically is a little bit different. For example, why do people start businesses? They see the upside. They see the upside as high and they deem it higher than the risk of failure. So if you want to succeed in business, you must be okay with the risk that is associated with being in business. But here's the key when it comes to fear of failure. You need to know which game am I playing? And in my opinion, there are four different games you're going to play. And it's really simple. Here you've got upside and you've got downside. Now the ideal game that you're playing is high upside, low downside. For example, as I started this business, man, it doesn't take anything to get started. You can get your phone, shoot videos, upload it onto YouTube. I haven't spent a single dollar. So there's little risk because I'm not putting tens of thousands of dollars into this business. Now I do, but you could start with nothing. Now compare this to you have a high upside, maybe you start a business, but it also has high fixed costs, which means a high risk. For example, you start a bakery, you need all these tools. So it's not so attractive as you start shooting videos and there's low risk associated. Ideally, you want to be in this situation. You want to be in this situation most of the time. When you invest in the stock market, for example, ideally, you'd have a high upside and low downside. Of course, you could invest in crypto, but crypto is more here. High upside, but also high downside. There's a huge risk that you can just lose it all. So this is a beneficial situation to stay in. This is a situation where you need to be okay with managing risks, with taking risks, with failing. We've got low upside, low downside. This would be your bonds, like nation's bonds. They have almost no risks, although they are associated with risks. Otherwise, there wouldn't be no interest. But they also have a low upside. They don't pay you anything. Then we've got the last situation. And that is, you have a low upside and a high downside. 
And these are the situations you want to avoid. Now, in life, you don't always avoid these situations. Let me give you an example. When I was in college, my first three semesters, I felt miserable. And at first, it wasn't a huge deal. I was in a situation where I had a high upside and the downside wasn't so huge. When I failed a test, it didn't matter. I could take it again. But I got to a point where I had failed an exam two times. And you were only allowed to fail it two times. Otherwise, you would be out of college without a degree. I spent already two years in college at that point for semesters. Now, I was moving from this situation, high upside, low downside, to this situation, low upside or middle upside, but high downside. What if I fail? What if I don't make it? And these are the situations, if you can't avoid them, you need to prepare. You need to put extra effort in this. I mean, let's look at business, for example. Amazon has a simple rule. For most decisions, they can be made by a single person. You don't need to overthink them, you test them. But then there are the bets, the risks, the choices that are irreversible. You change business direction and you can't redo it. You can't take it away. And those are the decisions you need to spend extra time in. You need to do your research, you need to prepare. Now, when it comes to life, again, you need to know, in which situation am I in? And here's a problem we often encounter. We see something as high risk, when in reality, it's not really that high of a risk. There is a risk, sure, there is a downside, otherwise you wouldn't be scared, otherwise you wouldn't be afraid. But oftentimes you make this bigger than it needs to be. For example, when I was in college, many of my peers, they freaked out when time came for their exams. I didn't. I, I saw myself always here. I was taught by my dad to just be okay with failing. I mean, my dad wasn't great in school, so he didn't make any pressure on me as a child to perform well in school. So for me, it was always no downside or low downside. Because what if I fail? Well, I try again, I do again. Most of my peers, they were here. They saw it as a high risk. What if I fail? Well, what if you fail? You try again and you try again. That's not such a huge deal, but we make it bigger than it really needs to be. So the question you need to ask yourself is, is the threat is the downside perceived or real? Let me give you examples for high downside. Physical danger. You put yourself in a situation where you could literally die. Like any situation in where you could be knocked out of the game. Either physically, like you put yourself in situations where you could die financially. You invest all of your money in crypto and there is a chance that it's all gone. You're wiped out. In all situations in which you can be knocked out of the game, there is a high downside. That in most situations that you're facing, it's not that high. You make it bigger than it is. And also there are ways for you to minimize the downside. 
Let me give you an example. Six years ago, until I was 21 years old, I was very shy, very insecure, and I did not talk to people. I just did not talk to people because I was so scared of what are they going to say about me? Are they going to reject me? Are they going to slap me in the face? That was a real fear I had. Then I moved to college when I was 21 and I quickly got very lonely. Incredibly lonely because I was living alone in a new city, didn't know anybody. I didn't have that support network. Now what I realized is I was always seeing myself in this situation when it comes to dating. Yes, I saw an upside, surely, but for me the downside was so much higher. The downside was so much higher. What if I get slapped in the face? What if she rejects me? And then I learned this one th simple thing. Well, what if I stop talking to people that I already know, which are in my peer group, and start talking to strangers? Now the downside isn't so huge because if I get rejected by a girl that I don't know and my friends don't know, well, being rejected doesn't hurt so bad. That was huge. Suddenly, I was more in a high upside, low downside situation that made it much more favorable for me and made it much more easier for me to overcome my fear. Now, let me tell you, it was not easy. When you're in this situation, it can still be difficult. You still feel afraid. Fear isn't going to go away. Fear is going to be a constant in your life. But how you manage fear, how you deal with it, that is up to you. And you have to learn, what am I really afraid of? Like, what are you really afraid of in this situation that you feel like failure is so huge? And I did an entire video deconstructing the five major fears that we have. And you can watch it right here. And if you haven't already, subscribe to this channel for more videos every week. And I'll see you in the next one.